Hey friend, thank you so much for joining me once again today. This radio broadcast, while it's playing on over a hundred radio stations across America and the world, I want to speak specifically to you. There are individuals listening. Yes, we hear about big numbers and people listening and watching on YouTube and a podcast. And of course, radio, we will never have exact numbers. But I know for a fact that you are an individual. And I want to thank you specifically. If you're listening right now for the first time, thank you so much. If you're a faithful listener, you've been listening for months or even years, let me extend to you my gratitude as well. I'm Michael McCurry. This is Bible Tract Echoes, and I appreciate your listenership. Grab your Bibles, if you would. Go to Matthew chapter 26. As I mentioned yesterday, we're doing something just a little bit different. Instead of taking one main thought or one thrust, a theme that we're trying to communicate over five different days with different points each day, we're going to take five different thoughts with five different days. And yesterday, we talked from 1 Samuel 17, we looked at David and how he did a little bit of a heat check. He had killed a lion, he had killed a bear, and he knew God could supply the power, could supply the ability to kill that grungy Goliath as well. Today we're going a different direction though. Matthew chapter 26. While you turn there, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got one in my hands right now called You Can Know. So many folks over the past few years have come to Christ as a result of this gospel tract. And you can get it for free at Bible Tracks Inc. It says on the front, you can know, has someone standing maybe out on a cliff, looking out over an overlook with his arms stretched wide, almost as if he's asking a question. And in the subtitle, it says, real answers to eternal issues. Truthfully, there are so many people across America and the world that are looking for that real answers to eternal issues. Inside it, begins with these questions. Where are the dead? Are their spirits alive? What about heaven? Hell? What about what will become of me when I die? You can know because the Bible has the answers. And then it dives into answering some of these questions and showing how you and I can know from scripture these important things. Go to BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org to order your very own copies of You Can Know. They've been free for decades and we're not planning on changing anything anytime soon. This ministry, it's been around since 1938. To God be the glory, the last 85 years, we've put out over 600 million gospel tracks. We're closing in on 620 million gospel tracks that we've put out for free. And to each and every one of you that has used our tracks, thank you so much. Very quickly, let me encourage you to pray for the ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you'd like to join with us in prayer, text the word prayer. If you want to commit to praying with and for us, text the word prayer to this cell number. It's my cell number. 309-316-7240. Again, that's 309-316-7240. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you can just go to BibleTracksInc.org slash prayer and you can commit to praying with us there as well. Matthew chapter 26, we're going to begin in verse number 20. We're looking at what we call the last 
Supper. When I say the Last Supper, that conjures up different images in people's mind. They think of large pictures with Jesus, all the disciples and Jesus sitting on one side of the table. Uh, I don't think they did that, but maybe they did because their picture was being drawn. But joking aside, this Last Supper, I want to pull something out of it of a somber nature, kind of a sobering thing. Matthew 26, verse number 20. The Bible says this, Now, when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceeding sorrowful. And began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? Our thought today, our theme, is to know thyself, to be self-aware. These disciples asked the question, Lord, is it I? They had been told by one of their dearest friends, their mentor, their master, their teacher, a pastor of sorts, They've been told that one of them is going to stab him in the back. One of them is going to pull the rug out, is going to hurt him immensely, not just physically, but also break his heart. And to a man, all twelve wondered, is it I? Now, of course, we know the man who it was, Judas Iscariot, and we could talk at length about him, but that's not the thought. In these next uh, six minutes or so, that's not the thought I want to communicate to you. I want to point out that each one of these disciples knew that they had the capacity for betraying Jesus. Every one of them worried. Now, it's... Think about this. Once you realize this, Jesus, throughout his time on earth, multiple times on earth, his three years of earthly ministry, much of which the disciples tagged along for, he said many things, many of them which were almost immediately discounted or doubted by the disciples. Have the men sit down to eat. Where are we going to get food, Jesus? A 200 penny worth of bread isn't enough. Well, of course, Jesus had already taken care of the feeding of the 4,000, the feeding of the 5,000. He already knew. He'd already catered the meal with a miracle, okay? But think of all the other times. Peter, come to me. Uh, walking out there on the water. What did Peter do? He started walking, and he was the only one, but he started sinking as well. So many times throughout Scripture, when they should have believed, they doubted. But here's a time when they took Jesus at his word. What was the difference? What was it about what Jesus said that made this so believable? My thought for you today is this. Do you realize how wicked your own heart is. The Bible tells us our hearts are deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? And yet we subscribe to the Disney philosophy of follow your heart. Whatever your heart tells you to do, if it feels good, do it. Now, friend, I'm not 
poo-pooing or discounting every single product that Disney has put out. But I will tell you, I am not a fan of the humanistic. I'm not a fan of the, especially their bent as of late and trying to shove the sodomite lifestyles down our children's throat, all of those things. But put that aside. That's how Christians live. We can uh, bemoan and we can rail against these, these uh, entertainment companies telling little princesses to follow your heart. But the thing that bothers me is when I do it to myself, when Christians I know essentially do the exact same thing and trust themselves. You hear about public figures who have standards. Well, that's a dirty word, isn't it, today? That they won't, a man will not have a private dinner with a woman who's not his wife. And you should hear the uproar. I can't believe you'd be so misogynistic. I can't believe you'd be so distrusting of yourself. You, you probably do have a problem if you can't have a dinner. Friend, do you understand the foolishness? To think that we could trust ourselves. The disciples, the men who essentially went to Bible college with Jesus, they went to seminary with a king of kings. Wonderful counsel to mighty God. And when he said, one of you is going to betray me to a man, they said, is it I? I am I the one? Because I believe they had trouble with doubting his power, but they had no trouble with doubting the potency of the wickedness that resided inside themselves. And yet we have Christians that will tread the line, skirt the rules, not obey in spirit and in truth, but only barely in truth. Friend, can I encourage you to know thyself, to have some self-awareness? I think of a, a historical illustration as a book read some years ago. I, I probably would recommend it to you just so you have under, an understanding of what you and I are capable of. It's titled Ordinary Men. This book is about a reserve battalion of policemen that were essentially, yes, under the moniker of Nazis. But these weren't the crack troops at the front lines. These weren't SS men. These weren't Luftwaffe, the, uh, the, the men in the skies. Uh, no, no. These were ordinary, middle-aged, workaday men. These were you and me. There were bakers and accountants. There were bus drivers and things of that nature. The reason they weren't on the front line is because they were a little bit older. And they kind of were conscripted, brought in, caused to be policemen. And they became part of the final solution. Hitler's final solution. Ethnic cleansing. Killing. Mass murder. But they were just ordinary men. And you realize that... There were three, yes, there were three different types of people in that battalion. There were those that took to killing with a relish. There were those who did it because it was the job, so-called. And there were those that, yes, did everything they could to not be part of the killing themselves, not get their hands bloodied. But from what I understand, there wasn't really anyone that stood up in such a way that caused themselves danger while they were committing genocide. You say they were part of the Germany of that era, and they had been raised with this kind of, uh, we're better than the, the, the Aryan Brotherhood, all, all those times. No, 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 friend. These were 
35, 45, 55-year-old men that didn't, were not raised in Hitler Youth. They had been alive long before. They were not brainwashed, but they did gross evil. You say, but they were Nazis, and therefore, yeah, I read a few reviews of people that did not understand the book. People that said they were Nazis, and therefore, of course, they were bad. That, no, friend, may I be very clear with you? If you don't think you have the capacity for wickedness beyond imagination, then you're not reading the same Bible I am, and you're a fool. Wickedness is bound in the heart of a child, is it not? And unfortunately, it's bound in our hearts too, many times. So I'm asking today to be self-aware. When you can face the dragon, you can defeat the dragon. But if you never acknowledge he's there, despite the smell of smoldering sulfur, despite the, uh, the flames and the smoke, uh, he'll cause problems. You've got to be willing to face him. As always, I want to thank you for tuning in today. Have a great day for his glory. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at bibletracksinc.org. That's bibletracksinc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him. <music>